Alright, so let's make it plain. Welcome back to the Make It Plain Wayne podcast where we will entertain, we will heal, and we will build you up. I am Wayne and this is Elevated Friendship. So for today's topic, I want to get into a question. Did we ignore our mental health? And and the reason why I'm asking this and, and basically saying all this is because uh, I just, I don't know. And just looking at uh and just looking at the way we've encountered and handled mental health. Uh, uh Naomi Osaka says that, you know, she's gonna pass or skip on something because of mental health. Uh and and we attack her, you know. You're at the height of your career, you're at the height of your life, it's just tennis and okay. Uh you know, Allison Felix. You know, she gets pregnant. Nike drops her. They pick up Colin Kaepernick, but they drop her. She not only goes on to, to have this child, have this baby, but qualifies for the Olympics in a very top spot, like a <laughs> podium spot. I want to say, you know, gold, bronze, or silver looking spot. Um, Shikari Richardson, her mom dies. The, the, the news reporter lets her know Hey, your mom has died while, while she's in the interview. <laughs> it's like, what? And then, you know, of course, like a week later, we find out that she tests, um, or actually it was like two weeks later. So she knew that her mom had passed <laughs> before she had even went to the Olympic trials, to, to my understanding, which makes her run up the stairs to her grandmother so much more dramatic. And because she can't hold it together, oh, if, if, if my mom died and I was at the Olympic trials, I would have just had a banana. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because she smokes weed, everybody chooses to bash her for self-medicating, even though a lot of people do it. And I get the advantage. I get the advantage. If you're more calm in an Olympic environment, in a training environment, you will compete better. Um, now, running slower, probably, but you're more relaxed. So I, I get it. I get it. Um, we bashed her, trashed her name. Um, but then when Michael Phelps comes out and talks about his mental health struggles after competing, everybody immediately wants to compare and label and, you know, oh, apples, you know, they want to, they want to compare. Oh, Simone is, Simone is active. Michael Phelps didn't say that until he got done. And it's like, no, stop. Just stop. Just stop. Um, all of these people that I'm mentioning to me prove that we have not ju- done a quality job of managing and being aware of mental health. That that person inside, that internal person that no one can see. So you've got your mind, you've got your body, you've got your soul. Your mind, body, and soul are forever yours. Um you got to actually give that to somebody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got to actually share that with someone for them to know it. How do we know this? Music. Music is the mind, body, and soul. It's like our best representation of mind, body, and soul. Because you have the voice, which comes from the body, your your lower, middle, and upper register. Um like your sound, your diaphragm, like it comes, the sound comes from the body. It, it is dictated and 
raised, lowered from the mind. And you have to have, it's not just the body that, that makes the song or the sound. It's not just the body. You have to have a core uh, to it. One of my favorite movies, um, uh, The Five Heartbeats, um, one of the gentlemen, um, the, the gentleman that uh, Robert Townsend plays was told, you'll write better music when you've suffered more or been through more, something along those lines. And I think every great poet, every great writer understands that. Like the 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 chaos that comes from um or the chaos that causes great songwriting, great works, great efforts, great writings, um which which is like it, it is kind of scary. You think about it. You'll be a better writer, a better singer when you've suffered more, when you've been through more, when when your mind, body and soul has experienced more. You know, you just hope that you're in one piece long enough to tell it. You know. So in, in the interviews where um, I think Lester Holt, yeah, Lester Holt sits down with Michael Phelps and Mike Tirico sits down with Simone Biles. When you sit down and listen to a full interview with Simone Biles, with Michael Phelps, they're like the goats, they're the greatest of all time. They've got more gold medals, you know, than we've got shoes. You know, it's like, sit down and listen. I asked the question, did we ignore mental health? But what they're saying in their interviews is clearly showing that we've been ignoring them. So if we can't adequately understand, listen to, and talk to these Olympians in their sport, what does that mean about our daily, everyday lives? Okay? Talk about what you do know every day. Your life-work balance. I say it that way because I don't, I don't work to live. Or, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, don't, I don't live to work. You know what I mean? It's, it's life work balance. I want my life to be in order and then choose where I work, not work. Oh, and then I have a life. People say work-life balance. Well, they put life second. No, it's, it's, it's not second. If anything, you work too much, you miss out on life. So when they say work-life balance, no, it's my life work balance. Look at your finances, look at your marriage, look at your work, look at your kids, look at your health, look at family, look at stress, look at the unknowns. What is the mental health level or levels as you go through these things? Michael Phelps in his interview said that his depression spell came in 2004. And I mean... <laughs> I think the hardest part, a lot of people don't understand this, is when you've lived a life of successful competition only, when you get done, you feel like you're no longer useful because he got up and every day he swam. So that's what he's saying. He's like, after I got done swimming, you know, I saw myself as a swimmer only, not as a human being. And I don't think a, a lot of people understand, like, from an athletic standpoint, once these people are done competing and all this and all that drama and everything you said about them attracting their name and social media and all this, 
you're never going to see them or talk about them again. After you put all that heat and all that energy and trash in their name, you're never going to talk about or see them again, even though you gave them the strongest criticism, the harshest criticism, you're never going to see that again. And so <laughs> the thing he said, which I really appreciated, you know, was he's like, you can't just brush it away, you know, and competing during the problem. That's not a smart reality. So he applauded Simone Biles on speaking up. He says his heart went out to her and he did reach out to her. Because you got the weight of the world on your shoulders. Not only are you saying that this is what you do and this is what you are as an athlete. Because, yeah, you're like, this is all you do. You're not a mailman. You're not a doctor. You're not a surgeon. You're this, that, and the other. Like, this is all they do. They don't get up in the morning and, and, and go look at uh, LinkedIn or Career Builder or uh, uh, Indeed or Monster or you know, all these job services, they don't get up in the morning and, and think about a paycheck or making it work. They know this is all that they are to not just you, but many people. This is their present day reality is just this sport. It's entertainment. Now, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention lately, but people in entertainment do have drug addictions, do have alcohol uh, uh, problems. They do have mental health issues that all stemmed from an earlier place before they got, you know, popular, before they got all the money, before they got all the things, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you would think, oh, well, you'll get help. You'll sit down. Well, will you? Like, it's normal to ask somebody, hey, what gym do you go to? Or it's normal to say, Hey, do you want to do a, a, a fitness challenge with me? You know, a, a step challenge, a walking challenge. You know, that's normal. It's not normal to say, hey, who's your therapist? Or, hey, who do you sit down and talk to to get your mind in order? Or, hey, who's your shrink? The people with money have them. You just don't know that they have them. That's why they stay in order. <laughs> it's like the people in order stay in order. It's, 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 it's our crazy middle class life where we think, oh, um, I go to church, so I'm good. I work out, so I'm good. I have a little, you know, I drink on the weekends, so I'm good. But are you really using those things to the best of their ability? You know? That's why I, I, I had to say this to my friends and, and even family. It's like, what good is it to go to that church and you haven't sat down and talked to your pastor about what's hurting you the most? You're just going there and pointing at scriptures in the Bible and saying, well, maybe it's just not working. No, you're not working. You, you got to sit down with somebody and talk. So it's like, oh, I can't afford, you know, a, a therapist. I can't afford a shrink. Like if you're not going to talk to the pastor or the, the preacher where you're tithing and offering, it's like you're just wasting money. <laughs> it's like you that whole you know thing about uh, uh, the prophet. If you knew who I was, you give you give and sow into me, and then get blessed. It's like, well, you're not even sowing, you know, or not sowing. You're not even using them for what they're actually there for, which is you. <laughs> it's like a, a a teacher in a classroom is simply there to make you smarter. It's not to condemn you and grade you and red mark your paper up. That teacher is there specifically to make you better just like a track coach i don't want to coach any kid just to give you a hard time i want you to be the best version of yourself that you can be in this event 
I'm not here to get on your nerves. I'm not here to, to whoop on you and beat on you. I'm not here to give you a bad time at all. If anything, I want you to have the greatest time of all and be your best self. Such is a teacher, such is a coach, such should be a pastor. So it's not normal in our everyday society to walk up to somebody and be like, man, like, I just, you're like, you really got it together. Like, do you, you have like a, a somebody that you go to for mental health or, you know, for a shrink or, you know, we just don't do that. Now you might say, oh my God, like, it's, it's swole. Like, hey, you, what do you do, man? You do P90X, you do insanity, you do CrossFit, like, because, you know, as men, sometimes, and even women, we'll ask, we're like, hey, what do you do? Like, you just, I can see a little gray, <laughs> and you look like you're in great shape. Like, obviously, you're a little older, and I'm curious, because, you know, I'm trying to get there. We we don't ask, but the people on top, they got it in order. They either do or they don't. That's an assumption. I'm assuming that a lot of them have it, but I just know, like, high price, high price shrinks, and high-priced psychologists are doing something to earn a living. They're not coming down to talk to me. They're getting their money from somebody. Um, but yeah, uh, Lester Holt asked, um, he, he asked uh, Michael Phelps, you know, what are you doing this weight of the world is on you? you you're putting on this image. And, you know, you're, you're doing your best to convey this image of, of gold, of, of what a man is and I mean, I remember even hearing people at the time just worshiping him, you know, back in, in 2004 and 2008. And, you know, just the way people would talk about him, you would have thought you thought they were talking about Thor, <laughs> which is now Karsten Warholm. <laughs> Big up respect to him. Um, he used to shame himself into competing better. And he said it was it was in 2016, the 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 real mental health struggles began because at that time his swimming identity is over you're done and you've reached the top the peak of your swimming and you know it you're like ah you know my body is just you know my body's just not producing that olympic level speed it's like you know that a race ends you know that your your cardio and strength and power has a limit well, you can only milk so much of that Olympic level speed out of your body before it just starts telling you, this is not smart to keep pushing me like this. So when you hit that tone, when you hit that 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 mile marker, what is your mind finally telling you? Is it telling you great job, like good and faithful servant? Is that what your body is telling you? Or is it telling you, man, what uh, what are we going to do now? How do we, how do we find the value in just sitting around? Can we coach? Will that keep the fight or flight active? Can we do interviews? Like, am I valuable anymore? Like, what do I like? And that's the scary part is like an athlete is like, you've been telling yourself all this time, I'm going to the Olympics. You've been telling yourself this time. I'm a, you know, I'm going to the NFL. I'm going to the NBA. Well, what are you when that doesn't happen? Okay. Some people find a way to nonchalantly slide those skills and abilities into the corporate world, the business world, and have fun with it. Um, some kind of get pushed into things 
And they're like, ah, you know, I'm just doing this because, like, you know, I, just, I, I tore my ACL. You know, my, my NFL, NBA trials didn't go. Like, they get pushed into things, which, thank God, they get pushed into something that makes them money, which I'm happy for. Um, but then there's others that just completely fall apart. I mean, like, you see these guys are, like, 6'9", you know, working fast food because they didn't invest well. They didn't save well. They got all the way up to the top, the height of, of, of sport, and they just crash and burn. You know, they just... They didn't make it. And so this is to my question, do did we ignore mental health? The 100 percent answer is yes. We've got all these people out here that are not built. They're not built to handle the environment, the people, the interactions, and more importantly, what happens when you step away from or something goes wrong with your athletic self, your athletic prowess, um, your athletic realm. Um, so my, my good buddy and coach Steve um, posted a video uh, not too long ago. It was actually two videos. One, he was talking about actually shaming yourself into competing better. The second was how much pressure we put on ourselves. And he literally said this, which was so hard to hear because I'm like, oh, man, he's saying out loud what every athlete does to compete better. I'm not good enough. That last round wasn't good enough. Last year wasn't good enough. And now I'm fired up because I'm an embarrassment to myself. I'm fired up because I'm an embarrassment to my family. I'm fired up because I know I can do better. And this is just not who I am. This is unacceptable. Th th that was not my best. And you shame and beat up on yourself, throw yourself in the locker, punch him in the, the chest, the stomach a couple more times. Then you expect a whole person to come out of that environment where you spend uh, 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 days, months, a year in a, a cage of your own torment, your own torment, okay? Just beating on yourself. We got to, like you, you really get in the weight room, one, two, like you just 225, I'm benching it eight times, 20 times, 30 times, and you're growling and grinding. And, and, and then when you see this reaction come out of people and you're like, you know, what is this reaction? Like, they're so hyped, slapping their chest, you know, just, yeah, yeah. They're like going all crazy. You wonder what that reaction is. That's because they've been beating themselves this whole time versus just believing and adding and strategically building. Believing, adding, and strategically building. Like, there weren't careful steps built mentally for whether they win or lose, because nothing is certain. You just got to get in there and, and, and fight, literally, the same way a mixed martial artist or boxer does. Nothing is guaranteed. Nothing is guaranteed in any sport. So what, what my good friend was saying was like, <clears throat> you've got it in your head so bad that you've got to beat this person. What if that person dies? You've got it in your head so bad that you've got to get the gold medal. Well, what if you don't get that gold medal? 
What if you don't get those marks that you expected? Will you take the time to acknowledge how far you've come? Will you take the time to acknowledge how great of a shape you're in? Will you take to account uh, how many people you've motivated? You've come so far. You've motivated so many. You're in great shape. You've got the experience that many don't have. People that would, people that don't have legs that are amputees would slit your throat to have your 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 story. You don't want it? Fine, go ahead and give it up. That's what, that's what uh, my buddy Steve had me cracking up. He was like, "Oh, okay, let's go ahead and be crazy." But you want to be crazy? I'll be crazy with my athletes. He's like, you want to be crazy? Let's just be crazy together. Okay, so go throw your medal in the trash. Go throw your shoes in the trash. It's worthless, right? All of that didn't matter. We just did all that for nothing. All of our work is pointless and trash. Let's just throw it all in the trash. Well, that's not what I mean. Well, what do you mean? And then you start to organize your thoughts and you realize that maybe some of the competitive mindset that we've built and grown with ourselves is so unhealthy. And this is where he later took it. That we put so much poor mental health practice on ourselves. Because we say this to ourselves. It's fight or flight. And we turn the fight or flight ability that we normally would use to save lives. <laughs> that normally we would use to you know, run through a burning building as a police officer or first responder. We turn all of that, that superhuman... <laughs> It's like in, um, like in the Dave Chappelle show when uh, Tyrone Biggums lifts up that car to get some more crack. Now, I'm making jokes, but we take the body's natural ability of the fight or flight adrenaline phase to make ourselves into a better athlete. And then we tell ourselves we will die if we don't win. We will die if we don't do it right. We will die if we don't listen to coach we will die like it's death if we don't do it right so when rye benjamin gets up and is crying because he's the fastest silver medalist in history no because he's in great excellent shape body looks like a, a superhero no because he's ran and is now the fastest american that we'll ever see no He's crying and upset and hurt because in his value system, the only place for him to feel like a successful human being is to walk home with that gold medal and say, Mom, I did it. I beat Carson Warholm. I'm the Olympian. And maybe I got the world record. It wasn't really the world record. I believe he just wanted to win the Olympic gold and beat Carson Warholm. So what are you as a man and as a person when you can't do that? You're still a man. Still an amazing athlete. We just got to clean up hurdles three and four. It may be five because he chopped a little bit and he's so fast. He's so gifted where he was so light on his feet. He made the adjustment. But I'm like, boy, if you don't alternate. So what is he now? What is he? A disappointment? No. Being an Olympian, an Olympic gold or silver or bronze is an accomplishment that like, a percent of a percent only get to have. Your name is up on somebody's wall. Mine is not. The critics are not. 
even even the people in the like this is this is what so 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 uh, 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 strenuous and grinding about the world of track and field. There's maybe a billion people that put on track spikes, but in the NBA, in the NFL, of all the fa- of all the fantasy people that will compete, we we have this mentality in the U.S. that no one remembers the runner-up, no no one remembers second place. That's a lie. <laughs> in the world of track and field, because it's just you down there, you can go any year and look up. Gold, silver, and bronze. Gold, silver, and bronze. It's too much work to look at the rankings of every team uh, uh, in the NBA and NFL every year. That's just too much work. But in the world of track and field, you can go click on the Olympics on Wikipedia and click on the event and see the, the gold, silver, and bronze for every Olympiad. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's easy for a sport that's so hard. Because here's the thing. And, and here's the thing about swimming. Here's the thing about uh, uh, track and field. And uh, if you're a thrower, if you're a vaulter, a high jumper, um, steeplechase, you know, and, and the distance events, the long distance events. If you are in an event that is measured by distance or speed. Anything that changes your body can damage that chance. Anything. So when guys are on the injury report or whatever for football or basketball and they come out, yeah, I got a sore wrist or I got a sore elbow or this, that, those changes that they grunt through and grind through for each play have set anyone in the the podium, I would say, from first to eighth place. In the track and field world, the track and field world, this is is what I'm saying. The greatest in track and field are not making that podium with an ACL, after an ACL tear. They can't just come back during the season, shoot around, and, 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 oh, tore my ACL in, um, you know, the fall, but I'll be back for NBA Finals. No, you're not. You're not back. That those injuries that you're going under to have surgeries for, you're not coming back and being anybody's Olympian. Like I get, I give all the the praise and love to these guys in the NFL and the NBA that go under the knife and get these surgeries done, um, because in the track and field world, the swimming world, and the uh, the the especially the field world where like shot put all that, you got to launch off of that, <laughs> off of that knee. Like you're not coming back. <laughs> Like in basketball or football, like you have someone to throw to, you have someone to defend with, you have a team, it's a team sport. But in the world of track and field, you're, you're not even going to make the team. Like, sure, you can work yourself, you know, back up, but like, come, uh, uh, come, uh, I want to say September, if you haven't had that surgery yet, don't even come out. And, and that's the difference. Like in, in the NBA, NFL, you can have a surgery in the same year of your competition and say the NBA finals is in June, which kind of, you know, like track and field. If you have those surgeries like right now or, you know, I want to say about right now um, in the NBA, you can still make it in the NFL. Uh, I don't know. You, you have to check with your therapist and whatnot. But 
Um, like when Kevin Durant, I think Kevin Durant and uh, Chris Paul, um, now when they cart you off with an injury um, and you're out for that year, you got to stay out. Um, so, and, and that's my point is like now in basketball, the injuries that keep you out, you're out. You got to stay out. <laughs> and in track and field, it's like, it, it's the same, but the injuries that basketball, I want to say in basketball and football, that guys come back from in that same season, you're not doing that in track and field. So it makes it so much harder, but on, on, on and on. Um, we do have that internal self-harming mindset where our fight or flight is now death. You're going to die if you don't do well. You're going to die if you don't do this. And the the 30 for 30s that I see on ESPN are proof of this. So <laughs> you got guys that are still in, in their worth as a human being. Because they didn't win the NBA championship, because they didn't win a Super Bowl, they're still walking around bitter to this day. Bitter. Well, did you have money? Yeah. Did you have a family? Yeah. Did you marry your sweetheart? Yeah. Yeah, kids, right? Yeah. They have. Any, do you guys have any debt? No. So what? What's actually wrong with your life? Like, why are you still bitter? They can't even tell you. They can't even tell you. You gotta make you gotta almost make up so well, we know that when you guys were down two to one and you guys were trying to come back, we know this is you know, you can't even you can't even like I hate to say it this way, you almost have to build the negativity to keep them in that negative mindset because honestly. Maybe at that time, their mental health wasn't so good. So they were grinding and pushing in a way that maybe you shouldn't. Like, maybe they should. It might have looked great on ESPN. It might have looked great on the highlights. But at that time, maybe they weren't so mentally strong. And they weren't doing the right things. So, yeah, when you pull them back in that, yeah, it doesn't look right. <laughs> Same with Mike Tyson. If you understand what built Mike Tyson into what he is... You would back up slowly, knowing what he's been through and what was forced on him. Drugs, molestation, all this stuff as a child, knowing what was forced on him and how his mental health has been uh, 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 framed. You just want to say, man, is anybody like trying to give you a hug or just help you through it? Is there anybody out there not trying to just get you for money or, or, hey, Mike, fight this person so I can feel better about about you and you validate me. <laughs> you validate me because I say that you're the goat. So I need all my friends to see that you're still the goat. And that's what was so powerful to me is in Mike Tirico's interview with Simone Biles, like. I don't know if you guys understand how the human brain is built, but equilibrium is set in the brain. So when a gymnast has the twisties, which is like cooties um, in, in the gymnast world, it doesn't skip or jump to people, but it is one of the worst things you can have. Your equilibrium is off. That's 
mental. <laughs> That's from the mind, the brain. That's called mental health. Knowing that you can't find the ground like you normally do. I mean, they do all kinds of flips and twists and all that, and they still have it. So the people that shake their equilibrium the most lose it at some time. If you can't understand that, I don't know what to tell you. It's like you thought being hungover and dizzy was bad, or I don't know, you don't like spinning around too much. You think that's bad. Try doing that for a living and then doing backflips and twists in the air. And then you tell me that she should grind through it. Pushing through it isn't an option when your event requires a bullseye in each and every step. A bullseye. And that's what I'm saying. So talk about for a second with yourself how you are the Simone Biles. You are the Allison Felix, the Shikari Richardson, the Michael Phelps, the Rye Benjamin, the Steve Gordon. Uh, I mean, what, what are you doing with your silver medals? What are you doing with your bronze medals? You know, are you like Mike Tyson? Where you just say some nasty, venom, venomous, hurtful stuff because that's all that's in you? It's like, of course he's supposed to act this way. This is what he... This is what he's been built up to be. So what about your life work balance? What about your finances, your marriage, your work, your kids, your health, your family, your stress, your unknowns? Are you building quality mental health? Like it's come to the forefront now. And I love that it's come to the forefront now because we have ignored it for so long in so many different ways in demographics in age groups, throughout the history, throughout the centuries. It, it's just been neglected and 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 trashed so much. And it, it, it's just hard to watch. Because now that you know better and you have a chance to really talk to people about what's been beating them up or eating them up all these years, you're like, how come you didn't tell me? Why didn't you tell me? Because Michael Phelps said nobody ever asked him if he was okay. Remember, nobody ever asked him about his mental health. We don't know and we don't care. <laughs> so then when you find somebody that actually does care, that actually is sewing into you, it's like, you know, friends like my lady L. You haven't seen it before. So immediately you're like, wait, how can you care about my mental health and my well-being? And nobody told me you were coming. Nobody told me about you. How can you be that person that cares about my mental health and cares about me when well, we didn't talk about you in church or uh, they didn't talk about this on MTV or BET or, you know, when I at work, they didn't talk about this and they're secretly slowly starting to like ease it in there. Like now there is an HR component. You see that now they started firing and, and getting rid of like trainers and HR people. Because they wanted the money. They, they wanted those entrepreneurs, that entrepreneurial spirit. You know, they wanted Nino Browns and Scarfaces and, you know, all these all these uh, uh, Shark Tank like minded people. But it's like, uh, this is your company. If you want to grind on people and push on them and get the most out of them, you might want to check on their mental health, too. Because if you don't have that aspect where they can talk to people and reach out to people. And let them know what their company is doing to them through management, through their higher ups, through the exec board, through whatever departments that you know you work with. If you don't check on that, 
They can come back with a lawsuit and say that you didn't help or you didn't give access to help in those ways, in those regards. So now people are a little bit more apt to listen because people are just getting fired. <laughs> They're just getting fired and walked out with their, their boxes because somebody finally spoke up and they'd be like, wait, this manager has been harassing people for 20 years here? How come nobody said anything? Well, it's because the mental health aspect aspect of it, you know that you won't get more jobs reporting people. But that is basically a part of the job. The, the, the numbers report on you. So why shouldn't the employees be able to report on the boss or the hires up? Mental health. You stay locked in a cage thinking that you can't say anything or do anything, but suffer and earn this money. That's, that's not right, people. So now we have we, we don't have a choice. We have to embrace our mental health f- for not doing it all this time and not asking questions. Now that kid that tried to commit suicide or the farmer or the mom or the librarian, whoever it is, they're not so alone now, are they? Because you understand, knowing the story full well, if you understand the story well enough, you wouldn't want to go through that either. You don't want them going through all that. And they had nobody to talk to because of the stigma of going and sitting down and talking to somebody. Well, I can't have this pastor knowing all this stuff about me. I can't have this shrink knowing all this stuff about me. I don't want no voodoo lady or shaman or <laughs> prophetess or, you know, uh, what? what's the... Um, the palm reader. I can't have them knowing all this stuff about me. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, but then when people die, they read all your stuff. So they're going to learn about it anyway. It's like, don't die to make people learn about you. Learn about yourself. Clean up yourself and go sit down and talk to somebody. This is why you go to the dentist. This is why you go to the masseuse. This is why you have somebody you go to for car insurance, for life insurance. This is why you go to the doctor, you do this, you do that. You don't own a store, so you go to, you go somewhere to get your groceries. So you need people consistently throughout your day because you are people. People need people. So, hey, you all, just want to let you know, um, I will be taking a break <laughs> this August. Um, so, yeah, your boy needs some mental health. Uh, uh, break as well because I have been grinding and grinding the success out of myself after getting my boys, um, you know, to qualify and win second and eighth place in state in their state track meet, um, winning in my own state for the state games, and now being your 40 to 44 age group national champion and masters. Um, not only am I grilled and fried as a man, as a husband, as a dad. Uh, as a, you know, work and coaching, uh, you know, I just, it's just time for a break. <laughs> so I'm going to stop talking so much and sit down and plan on having a great September with you all and sharing some great and wonderful, amazing things with you all. And I can't wait. I'm just super excited to get back in the, on the saddle and, um, you know, just rest and, and be back. So, Hey, I love you all. Hope you love me back. Peace, love, like, and share all these messages. I'll see you soon. And hey,
you can listen to the other messages too while I'm going. So <laughs> enjoy. I know people do it. 